Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, everyone. Well, welcome back to a new episode of Film Detectives, episode 39, Elliot. Is that right? Episode 39, guys. All right. Well, welcome back to episode thirty. And something's different, Elliot. I don't know what I don't know what it is. I'm not. I, I have a tangible person here in the studio. What is what is this? I, I don't know. I'm not used to seeing you. I'm used to seeing you through a through a computer screen. A three this, by five through this Zoom. <laughs> or, yeah, and, and and I normally see myself too. So this That's, is very very strange. But yes, we are live and in person for the first time ever. <laughs> Woo! Thank you Thank for you. the enthusiasm. Yeah. That, that was that was the cheer right there. You know. So and and of course we had to pick a film that. Mm-hmm. garners us being in person because it's going to take a discussion in person to truly capture there's a lot to unravel on yeah this one. yeah why don't you why don't you uh let the fine folks in on what we're going to be uh unraveling well, today we're going to be talking about everything everywhere all at once directed by the daniels um came out this year 2022 right oh my gosh we're in 2022 i know yeah. it's cr- well we're already almost halfway through 2022 at this it's point. crazy it's crazy so uh yeah, this film came out and it's literally a a, a multiversal film that spans multiverses and has Michelle Yao and uh the guy uh well actually the kid from the Goonies and also the second oh, that's Indiana right. Jones that is the kid yes. from the Goonies he plays uh, uh her husband in this and he's all grown up now. <laughs> Oh my goodness, yeah. I did not even realize that. And Stephanie Sue uh, as well uh, plays the daughter Joy, uh-huh. uh, or Jobu Tapaki, uh, who's, the, <laughs> who's actually the, the bad, bad girl, uh, bad guy in the film, and uh, sort of, in a way. Um, but yeah, with, with this particular film, it's, it deals with motherhood, it deals with love, uh, tragedy, multi-generational questions that uh span you know different generations in uh different universes too and at at different ages for people too because you have you know evelyn the main character who who played by brilliantly by michelle yao and kei hoi kwan playing waymond and don't forget about Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, and Jamie Lee Curtis as the IRS agent, which is hysterical. <laughs> uh, and James Hong as Gong Gong, who's the dad mm-hmm. of Evelyn. And with this kind of tight-knit family, you also have how James Hong's character, Gong Gong, views his children. Uh, the viewpoint, like, very the older tra- traditionalistic. Very, very traditional. Um, it brings up, you know, homosexuality with uh the character of joy because she has it's basically about this girl who's trying to introduce her girlfriend to her family and the kind of um i would say feelings that she has trying to tell her grandpa that she's gay and also telling like her mom just accepting that in her daughter and i think the whole film really deals with acceptance wouldn't you say yeah, yeah. I, I think, you know, you covered a lot of things earlier, but I would, uh, to encapsulate it all, I think it's all, it's life. It's about life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's decisions. It's things we're going through as people. I mean, with, with Evelyn, our main, our main character, yeah. the amount of different potential, we talked about this off mic a little bit ago, but <laughs> the, the potential different places she could have gone if she would have just made a different decision or different choice in all these multiverses that we yeah. explore throughout the film. And then we see that she kind of through all that 
realizes that violence, because it seems like violence is the way that is being uh, violence and just violence, dis- dis- yeah. and dis- disagreement throughout is the way that she's kind of going about things. And that's kind of how she's being taught to handle the situations. And by, by the end, like you said, she kind of realizes that no acceptance and finding what people are missing in their lives to mm-hmm. fill those voids is ultimately what brings the, the donut. Yeah. Right. To, uh, to, uh, <laughs> or the bagel, the bagel, the bagel, excuse me. Bagel, <laughs> Looks donut. like a donut, but it's everything yeah. bagel, the bagel, the bagel <laughs> brings the bagel to that ultimate ending. And I, I find it interesting. I know you, put something about a bagel here because i can actually yeah. see your notes this time as opposed to you know not being able to see your notes <laughs> but I, I did a play at one point back home it was called dearly departed and one of the famous lines in that it was, it was about basically this character uh dies it's an older guy and it's centered around going to his funeral yeah the whole thing. and there's this one part where one of the main characters says uh life is like a, a circle mm-hmm. it's not you know it's not a square it's not a triangle because you know it's you cyclical. start yeah. yeah you start at one point and eventually, the circle has to connect, right? To be a mm-hmm. circle, it has to connect. So you start at the beginning, you go all the way around, and then you die. Right. But also, circle is kind of, in a way, it could be kind of infinite, right? Mm-hmm. The, way, the way you look at it. So I found it very, very interesting the way that the Daniel, uh, the two da- the, the directors, Daniels, which yeah. is what, <laughs> the Daniels, went about really showing us a fun, exciting film and a journey, but at the end just hitting you with the truth of and the realization of of how important it is to cherish life and we've talked about this on countless episodes they go like out into the cosmos and then they ground it in in literally with the rocks like with the rocks (laughs) in there so like the fact that you know you have this very cosmic scale film yet they do a lot with very little because the CG is 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 just brilliantly done like it's not like a big Marvel film like let's say Doctor Strange where you have like endless amounts of money to spend on what does the multiverse look you like You mean the multiverse of madness The multiverse of madness yes but it's you know with very little that it it it's like the indie version of what a multiverse film should be and it's great sci-fi telling uh, science fiction and the fact that um yeah as I, I was saying before you know they have this cosmic scale and it it gets drawn de- like they simplify it uh as you said with the rock scene which there's yes there are rocks in this uh but like it's, it's pretty much how evelyn scene. sees herself in multiple universes yeah so the idea of the multiverse is that you know we are all living different lives in different multiverse or different versions of this particular universe. It could have, you know, the same, ver- like at least we're there, but it's like a different version of our ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, with, with those particular and scientists are still exploring those theories to this day, because we, you know, want to know how our universe works well, too. Well, I found it interesting too, is that, you know, Evelyn didn't, we see Evelyn didn't mm-hmm. just become her different versions of herself throughout no. her different multi. She became like a rock. She was a pinata at one point. And it kind of, it's it, like she's exploring. Yeah. It. And it, yeah. it kind of goes back to that whole thing on a religious standpoint, right? Like some religions believe that after you die, you're reincarnated as a, uh, an animal or whatever it may yeah. be. Right. And she was reincarnated as a rock. Yeah. And it's, um, but, but at the same time, uh, like we talked about that scene uh, yeah. where it's just, 
they're sitting up on that giant cliff overlooking this beautiful, absolutely incredible. I'm sure that was that had to that wasn't CGI, right? No. That was a real like area that yeah, they, they shot. were actually there. I mean, had if it be. was CGI, hats off to them because it looked absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, but that's in the end, it's it's so it, that's where you truly kind of realize. I feel like what the film is about mm-hmm. it is in that moment because it, everything slows down because the film is very fast paced. There's so many quick cuts. There's so much Just action jumping adventure. From, yeah, there's comedy. There's hot dog fingers at one point. <laughs> I mean, but at the end. Not to, not to, you know, no pun intended, but it, 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 it's ironic that The Rocks ground the film. Yeah. Because The Rocks They solidify the backbone of what the film is about, really. Yeah. Yeah. And it also explores with, you know, the uniqueness of people, too. When the googly eyes get put on Evelyn's rock, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's, that, it's that realization. And, and then she's like, oh, no, you can't do that. You're not allowed to do that, is, is what uh, Joy is saying. Yeah, like, and, stop that. Like, knock it off. And they're, they're chasing, and it's quite comedic, but it's also really kind of sad at the same time, because you can take two inanimate objects like rocks and still tell a beautiful story about, about a person, right? Well, and the relationship the, yeah, between and, mother and daughter, too. And you can too. understand that relationship just by the simple fact of she jumps off the cliff and Evelyn follows her. Yeah. And you just, it's it's... It's incredible. The simplicity of that is like, because as a parent, you want to let your children grow and explore different versions of themselves and and find their path. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is also about finding one's path in life because Evelyn, the current Evelyn that we see at the beginning of the film, she's a lost soul. She doesn't really know what she wants to do with her life. She feels trapped, you know, she's she has, a divorce. she's, she's right on the brink of having, you know, a divorce with her husband, um, and with Waymond and, you know, like she's between a rock and a hard place. Well, I was going to say and, another <laughs> one there is like, you know, what typically guides a path? Yeah. What, what's on the side of path? Rocks. Exactly. And, and the fact that also when she actually starts to move and, and chase after her, like, or tries to break out of her uh like uh case mm-hmm. uh or out of her shell break out of her shell she it, it's very symbolic cuz the rock represents like this unmovable object and in that moment when she finally breaks out of her shell and is able to become her full potential whether that be from drawing from other different versions of her of herself mm-hmm. through different versions of the multiverse um it's brilliantly done. The Daniels really have an understanding of it's, it's got this very psychological therapy where they've kind of learned to unravel different versions of themselves. And any artist does this to, you know, express themselves because you're, what are we tapping into? Where is all that talent or creativity coming from? You know, it could be coming from a different verse. It could be coming from a, a, a different plane of existence. We don't know. You know, and I think that's what this film really shows is that, you know, to reach your full potential as a ascended person and um, a happy person to be happy, you know, you have to be open to all forms of versions of yourself and also of other people, too. Yeah. What what I love about the film is that it starts off and it seems like it's going to be like a action adventure, maybe a little, with a little bit of comedy sprinkled yeah. in. It kind of has a Matrix vibe to it, too. I was going to say, well, I, I literally wrote what in the back... I didn't back look at your the, notes. I didn't look at your notes. What in the Back to the Future Matrix 13 floor is going on here? 
Amen to that. That's I literally mean, what I wrote in one of my notes. With a little Goonies in there, with yeah. a little bit of video. Yeah. I mean, when, when he's in the back of the van and he's in that full on, basically, Matrix suit yeah. type thing going into the, the multiverse, <laughs> I'm like, are you kidding me? Kind of has a Ghostbuster vibe to yeah, it, too. Yeah, there's a Ghostbuster vibe to it. It's it's and I love that the technology is so kind of like archaic, like eighties yeah. vibe to uh-huh. it, and they don't have a lot of CGI elements to it. That's what I loved about this film too, is because they use a lot of practical effects. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially with the choreography, with the fight scenes. You know, they really did these fight scenes. I mean, Michelle Yao is like amazing at kung fu or kung fu. Uh, and has been in the business for God don't knows how, how long. And she is really like uh, synonymous with that particular genre, as well as like Chow Yun-Fet, as we described mm-hmm. in our last episode. So with Michelle Yao, she's got this tenderness, but has the strength of a fighter. And when she finally taps into that side of herself, the movie, which I find funny is when she finally finds the strength for her, fighting abilities it's through uh the life that she had as a, a martial artist as a, as an actress yeah which is hysterical because it had like a kill bill vibe to it because her her sensei uh, or her teacher is kind of like right out of a classic uh you know kung fu movie or kill bill type of movie and um it it just had this uh or our uh king who even I was like the fight scenes in the the forest are very uh, mm-hmm. reminiscent of that particular time with Dragon Inn and um you know t- I think it's Tales of a Sparrow or something um but of King Who's films you know like w- I see heavy influence of that plus like Crouching Tiger Hidden Dragon of yeah. course oh yeah it's absolutely which Michelle was in so. right <laughs> and can, I want you mentioned a bunch of different of the multiverses and I want there's one I really wanted to focus on because. Yeah. I, I'm sure you know what one it is. What? Uh, what? Raccoon and Tootie. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, this this redefined the whole genre of, of Ratatouille. I want to see Raccoon and Right? Like, I actually would pay to watch that movie. My, my, <laughs> side, sidebar, my roommate told me he's going to go to Comic-Con this year and do the Raccoon and Tootie. Oh, his, like, that's, per- that's perfect uh, right? cosplay there. Right? <laughs> That'd be a great cosplay because... It's it's one of those um, like wink wink nudge nudge moments in the film that I I love that the Daniels do this because they're just it, the whole film's just making fun of multiple genres yeah. and everything that's come before it and it's a great amalgamation of or culmination of all these different films that they're influenced by and are part of our pop culture mm-hmm. and our world our particular universe yeah and they do a slightly tweaked version of it. Which is brilliant. So, <laughs> but, but they do it in a way that there is the comedy, there is the jokes, but at the end of the day, there is yeah. such a like, I love that I didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, you don't know what's that, coming by that, by that second, third act, right? Right. I, I love that. I didn't know. I honestly had no idea what the film was about. Like, watch when I started, I was like, okay, like I told yeah. you, it's a high action, high octane, like with some comedy thrown in, like. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe they're gonna go save like somebody you know super important or something. But no, it's in reality it goes back, to, it back that, to the family. Yeah, to family. It's all about acceptance, like you said, and about decisions you make and choices mm-hmm. that you decide to do, and different experiences that you encounter in life, and how all of those shape who you are as a person. And yeah. at the end, seeing how Evelyn is you know opens up and becomes accepting and. 
the the final battle where you know joy has all of her goons basically yeah. to fight on the staircase there <laughs> and evelyn d- goes and does everything to like help them that they're struggling with and make right? them happy like fixes the guy's back because he has like that little problem <laughs> like kink in his neck <laughs> yeah like like little things like that it's like she's she's not resulting to violence because and destruction yeah because and despair because that's what joy was doing originally and mm-hmm. and that's what gong gong was saying you know that's what they had to get rid of joy because of that and it's like no like try it a different way well it's the balance of light and dark yin, yin, which, yin, yin. yin and yang basically yep. and that that is uh the philosophy through a lot of films i mean we see it in star wars we see it in a lot of action films you know you have the good and the bad and you know a lot of the time we have with um jobo tapaki's character you have this multifaceted or multi-layered character uh and villain that you know you feel for because you know everyone's been in a place where they have they've had to kind of you know they always have like that thing where they have to tell their parents something and and it's like you know you try to tell them and it's like you you it's a generational gap sometimes between uh, parents and their, their uh, offspring or, yeah. you know, grandparents and their great grand uh, or and their grandkids and such, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it deals well, with generational views of regret, family and how they each view love. Because well, like back in the, you know, Gong Gong's day, you know, um, same sex marriage was not a thing, yeah. you know, or it just wasn't talked about, you know, and. It's beautifully done where, you know, each one has to accept joy for who she is. Mm-hmm. And she, even herself, she has to accept, like, this is who I am and I'm going to feel like this, but know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel because I can, I always have a home to go back to. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought was very, that's what made me cry twice while watching this yeah. film. Because, you know, those scenes with Michelle and Stephanie between the two, they captured that mother-daughter relationship so well and the things that you would say to your daughter if she was in that particular predicament Mm -hmm. or that particular situation well well, you have so many people that will grow apart from their parents right when they Mm -hmm. when they either go off to college or they just move out and that never gets repaired yeah and we kind of see a repair here, but also she's giving her the oppor- giving Joy the opportunity to go out and do her own thing. Right. She's not trying to limit her. She's accepting, you know, what she wants to do. But also, there has to be there has to be a, a yeah. give on each side, right? Like Joy has to be un- understand that hey, like this is my mom. Yeah. Like she raised me. She gave birth to me. Like she turned out like she her is, mom. Yeah. Like she is my like to 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 Evelyn. Joy is her everything. Because Joy is the only child mm-hmm. from, from what we see in, in the film, right? Yeah. And the fact that in one of the universes, Evelyn takes that love too far mm-hmm. and pushes her daughter too far, which ends up creating Jobu Tapaki, the villain of the character who's like this supreme being who can like do anything between different multiverses and such and change it to and bend it to her will. You know what I get an idea of? Yeah. Have you seen the Lego movie? No, not yet. I have to the, see the first. The first. You never seen the first. I've one? never seen the first one, dude. I gotta see it. Still. It's very. <laughs> it, that's what I found so interesting about this. That yeah. what what the Daniels did is they took almost parody like moments, right? With, yeah. With the the dumb things or the funny things, but I wasn't seeing them in a way as like like for example the the magic uh, the magic bagel. Yes. The, like 
okay, if you're going to put that in a film that's supposed to be serious, like, I'm, who's going to take that seriously? But yeah. I did. And that's... It's symbolic. It's so symbolic because it's like, it, it again, goes to the simplicity of the multi-layeredness of the film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, it ground, again, grounds the, the film in, in some kind of simplistic way that we can all understand. Okay, we have a clear villain and a clear sense of what's going on and such but it gets wackier <laughs> well yeah i yeah. mean the amount of can we just talk about the the costume design for a second like joy's costumes and the, and the cutting jojo yeah. uh, what, what's her actual name the the oh jojo jobu tapaki yeah tapaki can we yeah. talk about the, her costumes yeah stephanie like, sues oh yeah speaking of jojo she looks like you know jojo siwa yeah she looks like her by the end of the film basically <laughs> Yeah, because she's like got that K-pop. Like, yeah, she got look. like a K, like the whole or, the very bright and uh, Japanese pop, even you know, it's yeah. like. And the the great thing is like all these cultural references are in there because even like when it's cutting between uh, Michelle's, uh, you know, Evelyn going between like seeing herself in all these different versions, mm-hmm. like we see an anime version of herself, we see like all these different variations of who she is, um, and then we're also seeing that with. You know uh, Stephanie's character, uh, Jovo Tabaki, Joy, and it's 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 brilliantly done. <laughs> yeah. So well, uh, another thing I found interesting is at the beginning of the film, we start off and right off the bat when we're introduced to Evelyn and Joy and and everyone else, mm-hmm. it's you know it's rapid fire, rapid face. Everybody's coming into the the cleaners to you know ask questions. There's the woman with the dog. There's the guy that wants the perf. You know, he's like, "Oh, I had a perfume like my my woman had a perfume like this once." Yeah. And, but and, it foreshadows. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But there's just there's so much going on, and by and so you're kind of just like, "Whoa!" Like, who are we focusing on here? Like, mm-hmm. what what is the important thing? And on top of this, all this, she's trying to get her taxes done. Like, what? Like, if if you pitch that to me, like, here's an idea for a film. <laughs> We're gonna have this this family that owns a, all at once. Yeah, all at once. They own this uh, this uh, laundromat, and the premise of the film is trying to get her taxes done. And Jamie Lee Curtis is actually a psychopath and a evil creature or evil lady that's going to <laughs> part try of a and, cult religion. Yeah, trying to <laughs> trying to chase her down and kill her throughout multi multiple different universes. I'd be like, what? And knows, and knows how to do wrestling and knows how to do wrestling. Yeah, like, too. like, what are you smoking? <laughs> but, but it works so well because we start off in that super fast and everything is going crazy. And by the end, we really, like we talked about at the beginning, it grounds you, right? You, you yeah. understand, you understand that all those people that we interacted with, we got to meet in the beginning that seemed like they're just here because it's yeah. to show the busyness of the store. Yeah. They're very, I mean, they all have like their own story. Yeah, we're lines. discovering their lives. We're discovering like what they missed and what what and that's that's a yeah. part of Evelyn's character being able to have that acceptance, right? To be able to build onto that acceptance of, oh, let me help these people out because if you know if I can help other people out, I can help myself out at the same time. Well, it's like a ripple effect, you know. Yeah. You throw a stone into a pond; it the ripples flow out uh, and uh, spread out from where you throw the rock, mm-hmm. and very much like that. You have that with the multiverse because at the pinpoint of her universe, Evelyn's choices uh, create this ripple effect throughout the multiverse, and it brings balance to the force <laughs> in it's, a sense. Yeah, it's, you know, it's like that. But it's like the butterfly effect. But it's in each multiverse, it's like the unique butterfly effect to that to that universe. But it goes to show you that in this in the particular universe you're in right now at this point in time you need to cherish that moment mm-hmm. and also live in that moment and 
um, you know, like I, I find that when she, when Evelyn tells her daughter, like I, there's nowhere else I'd rather be than in this moment. That's yeah, one of the most, it's, nothing, su- it's such a beautiful line where she's and like, nothing, nothing else matters yeah. except in this moment. You know, it's like, I, I would rather be here than anywhere else. Then, you know, I, I want to be here with you to her daughter, Joy. You know, it's like, and as a parent, like that really, uh, you know, rings true to her, her character because through the whole time, she feels like she has no connection with her daughter. She's losing her. And then through this whole adventure and, and finding her own self and who she is, she's able to understand her daughter, mm-hmm. which I find really mature that's like really mature writing and yeah uh, very spiritual too and 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 psychological too yeah well the daniels took an idea that was is super common like the family dynamic where they're you know the Mm -hmm. daughter or the son is rebellious and they flip they literally flipped it on its head yeah they they did their own version of it you know they they play with as i said before they play with genre they play with um different aspects of their own like probably growing up watching all these amazing movies that came before this particular film mm-hmm. and being influenced by them. I mean, we've talked about it a lot on, on this show that these directors take parts of themselves and put it into their movies. And it's v- like, what are they influenced by? What, how did, how were they raised growing up? How were they uh, taught to be human mm-hmm. and to be a human, like a, working functioning human being as a kid and growing up and such well what i find interesting is every time one of evelyn's multiverse selves gets injured or dies she Mm -hmm. has an actual effect in her i guess we can call it the main verse that she's in for the for the film because when she's first sitting in the irs office and her original you know gets stomped in by uh by uh jamie lee curtis yeah she has that oh and she stands up so I don't know. It's very interesting. I think the hardest part for me to grasp is why at that moment is when everything started to kind of unravel. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, the alpha of uh, Wayman said that the alpha Wayman. Yeah. When he discusses with Evelyn and tells her about the multiverse at the very beginning of the film, he even says that you're in this particular verse, you are the most bland Un, yeah. like uh, like this is like the most simplistic version of yourself yeah and she kind of takes offense to that and then but that gets the that sets the hero on the journey i think that's the hardest part for me to grasp right like i understand with films like you have to have something to get you going right you have to have a reason to yeah the it, inciting it just, incident it kind basically. of feels like so and maybe it's just because it's a multiverse type film mm-hmm. and it's you just have to you have to start somewhere but it just feels kind of so i love the film like i, I absolutely loved it I, I think yeah. it's one of my favorite i've seen in a very long time and i'm gonna definitely watch it again <laughs> but it's like it comes so f- out of nowhere it's like i guess it's because you know there's so many things going wrong for her at that point in time yeah. right with the divorce uh, you're dealing with the IRS at the same time. Your daughter is not. Li- well, she feels like she's uh, living a mundane life and that her life could have been so much more. I mean, we see a variation of what her life could have been without Waymond. Mm-hmm. You know, she becomes an actress. She's very successful. She becomes this great action movie star. But there's a piece of her missing. And yep. it's interesting that Wayman actually then comes back mm-hmm. to her 
in that particular universe. And she and he's kind of like her constant yep. throughout all the verses because you know it's it's either her daughter or Wayman that well, are really grounding her in particular universes. Well, yeah, without I mean, without him, Joy wouldn't exist. Right, exactly. So and and she it's kind of like she relearns what drew her to him mm-hmm. way back when when they were young and i that's those flashbacks to when they're telling her father that they're going to run away and 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 move to america and and get married and such and then her going through you know having joy and uh you know uh her daughter and and you know setting up the laundromat and everything with her husband and such it's you know like what sacrifices she has made in her life to further her own um i guess her own joy you know yeah. in a sense it's and, ironic her daughter's name is joy which i always love it when films like you know the the kid's name is joy it's like it's like a double entendre you know yeah. like like okay guys like we we know it's symbolic that's her joy you know in 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 a sense so i think you know, with this particular film, it came out, you know, the fact that it came out in this particular moment in time in cinema history, and we're all in a spot that, you know, like we've been in, in COVID for the past couple of years now, and we're all restless, and we're all wanting to escape into another dimension. I find it interesting that all these multiversal films There's so many, are, yeah. are starting to come out more, and we're questioning what is our reality? I mean, you look at the news and such, it's like you really do question reality because you're being told 5 million different things yeah. by different people and such. And what is the truth? What is reality? And how do we view it? How does each person view it? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's almost like we're almost have like this disconnect where we're starting to see reality in different ways uh, for each individual person and stuff. You know, we all have like a collective reality and then there's like, oh, well, I'm just going to make my own reality now and just, you know, but, you know, I think with these particular films that question what's really out there and what is on the grand cosmic scheme of things, you know, we still have to have our grounded values of, you know, love, uh, nurturing, caring for one another and just being good people and such. But, you know, you still also have to think about other people, too. And like there's a, you know, we're. We're just a speck in this grand yeah. scheme of things, really, and we're only here on like for a short amount of time. Um, yeah, well, I, I find it I find it interesting that when we're we're kids, we question everything. We ask, you know, we ask nonstop questions mm-hmm. every single day because we're trying to gather and process information and learn things. Right. And then as we get into the adult stage, we close off. We're closed off. We're yeah. taught really not to question things and just kind of go with the flow and. This film kind of rejigged ra- it up. Raises that too, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it, it really um I, I I just love that we now have, you know, cinema is now shaping into these this form of expression that we can actually show things, uh, you know, different f- walks of life, people, you know, everywhere all at once mm-hmm. on on the big screen and such and they have their representation they have um you know their we see the uh we have these like beautiful stories that need to be told well you know and i also love that you can take uh, something as a multiverse that mm-hmm. 
is you know crazy i mean you have dr strange in the multiverse of madness out right now right yeah. i haven't seen it but i'm assuming it's you know it's it's all right it's pretty good but yeah. I, i'm assuming it doesn't have the same effect on people when you walk out of the theater as if you would walk out seeing this i love that you can yeah. take an an idea that's so crazy and complex but still bring it back to have a message of of, of really heartbreaking and, and heartfelt for the when the audience leaves the theater after seeing this film is going to really appreciate or question things. Well, I told as I was I was telling you right before we started this episode that when I went to see this film in theaters with an audience, it was amazing because like you everyone was laughing at the at the right moments together collectively. We as people ha- want to have that movie going experience again. I think we've kind of missed that because of COVID and such because we've been so distant and disconnected from one another Mm -hmm. in a certain way that we that's what i love about being in the theater is that you get that collectiveness of experiencing Mm. a work of art together i mean it's it's like looking at a painting together or uh you know listening to music together yeah uh you know we we like to experience things together as a whole human race yeah and artists want to share their work that too That's, that's the whole the whole goal of it and i'll say that with multi uh, you know, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness has its particular, um, you know, has its particular uh, <laughs> meaning and um, place in history as, you know, for the Mar- Marvel Cinematic Universe, it does a lot of great things with it and explores the multiverse. You know, we see different dimensions in that film as well as we did in Everything Everywhere All at Once. It's just more on a grander scale and budget it's on a blockbuster scale it's on a blockbuster scale and you have more of the heroes are more like i am the hero you're the villain we have a hero and villain but what i like about everything everywhere all at once is that there's there's no distinction Mm -hmm. and it's it's down to earth real people who we can relate to and i think that's why it's also doing so well at the at the box office because you know people connect with yeah, it's more re- human it's stories. Really heartfelt. It's a really heartfelt, like, hum- it's, it's about humanity in mm-hmm. general. It's about life. It's about, like I said, decisions. It just, it, it, I mean, anybody that sees that film can, can empathize or relate to it in some way. Oh, yeah. Easily. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think it's, hopefully, we see this film go on to get an Oscar at some point, which oh, would incredible. be great. So if you have not seen this film, guys, really Oh, maybe a sequel. Because you, you know how yeah. it ends with the whole. <gasps> oh, that's true. That's true. Because yeah, that's 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 yeah. another question. This is okay. Spoiler warning. Spoiler yeah. warning. Spoiler right there. from this moment on, guys. So <laughs> at the end, she hears all of her multiverse voices, mm-hmm. but she kind of stays. And we've seen this in other films, right, where they have like that moment of like they're they're pulled back into whatever they were after you've gone through. But well, we it, see it into the Spider Verse with yeah, the Spider Man. <laughs> yeah, and there's a new Spider Verse coming out. Mm-hmm. So. And again, with the, you know, with the, with the universes, but it's like, what, because those, those multiverse, uh, multiverse versions of herself and joy yeah. don't go away. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay. Um, so everything's just good now because they, they, you know, made up, mm-hmm. but if there's like turmoil again, or like an obstacle, are they going to like, you know, rear their heads again? Like, how does that work? Well, it's also you know, what if there's a version of Evelyn or Joy in another universe that is 
almost on the cusp of where Evelyn was at the beginning of the film. Mm-hmm. What if she decides yeah. to go bad <laughs> or something? Ne- is it never you know, ending? We're giving like, you guys, Daniels, we're giving you guys ideas, you know, to say it. <laughs> I, like, is it a never ending? Like, I mean, is it's an infinite loop, right? Yeah. And that's, again, going back to the bagel. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a cyclical, uh, you know, the snake eating its own tail. Uh, symbol, uh, symbolic uh, motif, mm-hmm. and you know it. Pro- it actually pops up multiple times in the film. One particular moment when they go into Gong Gong's leading them into his office, and we see the statue that's like it's actually two women like mm-hmm. encum- like wrapped around in a circle, which I find you know like the circle is very symbolic of unity mm-hmm. and um you know, the infinite universe, basically, you know, just obviously it's not the infinity sign, but it's like a cyclical symbol of unity. Mm -hmm. And I find that was really interesting that they, that they put that there as, because it looks like the bagel and it's always like kind of lurking in the background. Well, also the moment where Wayman brings uh, Evelyn into the, they're in the IRS office and they Mm -hmm. hide behind that desk and he's like, Ooh, a bagel. Right, and, he's, and, it, and it, with cream cheese, hey, cream cheese. <laughs> we don't have cows in but, our universe. But hey, th- like think about it. Like cream cheese is the filling of life, right? Yeah. If the bagel is comfort, li- if, yeah. if, if the bagel is life, cream cheese is all the details that make up a person's and life. And glues it together. And glues it together. And we should totally end on that. <laughs> Boom! Go eat your bagels. <laughs> Go everybody. eat your bagels, people. <laughs> life is like a bagel. Life's like a bagel. Sometimes you take. Sometimes you take a bite, and uh, you wonder. You wonder what that taste is. And, it's a bagel. Could be an everything bagel or a garlic bagel. Garlic bagels. Are I think good we should too. just end it at this point. <laughs> at this point, yeah. I, I, I think we're just going. I think, on. I think we're going on too long, guys. <laughs> too long. See you next episode, guys. Bye. Have a good one. Bye. If you like this episode, make sure to follow us on social media at Film Detectives for further news and upcoming shows. Join us next week as we explore filmmakers from around the world. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.